Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading of the New Testament 365 Bible study. We'll be starting with March 17. Give us eyes to hear, ears to hear, and a love for your word, and a consistency and persistency, Lord God, to do what your love as a father requires us to do, to enjoy your word, and we are enjoying it. Amen. And it's amazing, we're going to be reading uh, Luke chapter 2. Yes. And it starts with my wife's name, yes, Anna. Amen, amen. I just love it. Anna, a prof, prophet. You know, uh, when I met Anna's sister, an attorney, uh, I was like real uh, Bible-driven. And the sister said, you know, she, she kind of said, you remind me of Anna, my sister. Anna, my sister, she said, she's a prophetess. And, and she owns three houses. <laughs> and she got that my interest. Now she's the prophetess is sitting here with me, prophesying, telling me what to do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Anna, a prophet. Okay, let me read that. Welcome, honey. I've been waiting for you, Luke you, chapter 2. You want to read it? Yes, of course. I've okay. been waiting for this. Okay. Um, it, you know, it's kind of interesting because I do have a lot of notes here that we have read this before. But somehow, right around the, the time when we read it last time, or I don't know when we read it, but I had a dream, and in this dream, it was about a baby, and I was showing the baby off, and I was happy. So, you know, just because I had a dream about a baby doesn't mean I'm going to have the baby, but a baby represents maybe a birthing coming, something's mm. going to birth, you know. And so that's why I was, but I was really happy in the dream, showing the baby. A so, new but, season in your life. Yes. So that was what I had written in in the scripture area here, because it happened at the time when we were reading this. So I'm just opening that up. I don't remember that, but now it's I'm, I'm reading that. So, and Luke chapter two is about baby Jesus. So isn't that interesting that the Lord gives us, mm. he get, he lets us see things, and he, you know, it's amazing. Anyway. Luke chapter 2, 36 to 52. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. And, it's, and then it says, When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong, and he was filled with wisdom and and God's favor was on him. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival, and when Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up at that, that show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. 
When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search, he asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all of the people. Amen. Wow. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, Simeon and Anna were very old, but they never lost their hope that they would see the Messiah. Led by the Holy Spirit, they were among the first to bear witness to Jesus as Messiah. In the Jewish culture, elders were respected because of Simeon and Anna's ages. Their prophecies carried extra weight. Amen. In contrast, we often value youth over wisdom, and contributions by the elderly are often overlooked. As Christians, we should place a premium on the words of the elderly. The wisdom gleaned from long experience can be priceless. Encourage elderly people to share their wisdom and insight. Listen carefully when they speak. Offer them your friendship and help them find ways to continue to serve God. Are there elderly people who can think of whom you could have a conversation with? Is there someone who could put you in touch with them? Think of what questions you have for them about their lives and experience and about what the past was like. Wow. Isn't that interesting? It says that we, we have an appointment today to, yeah. to talk to a... Elderly a, couple. A, a very interesting couple, you know. The, the yes. wife is uh, Chinese. The, uh, the husband is from Oklahoma. And uh, he moved over here when he was 15, 16 years old. Today, he's uh, 76, 77 years old. And the idea is, is that his mother won, uh, had a dream about winning a horse number. They went, and they they haven't been there before. They played, and she got she won the money, and they bought him a car. And then he came to California in the car to go to the Christian college and become a teacher, and was a teacher for forty three, thirty four years, thirty four years. And he taught, and also when he finished. Uh, teaching in public school he went to Thailand and taught English over there and then from there he went to Alaska to teach English to the uh, villages to the children and he was flown from uh, town to town by the uh, education board so you know and it's very wise he's, he's uh, we're going to meet with him today and so it's very nice to see him and his wife are going to go see the movie called Jesus Revolution a second time. So I recommend you go see that movie. Amen. You know, I, I thought about the same thing as I was reading that. Well, we're going to go have an appointment, you know, to to just, you know, it's, it's when you're older, it's like, and you don't get out much, mm. you know, the same old, same old. Anytime you, you, you know, 
have conversations or show an interest towards the elderly, then it it makes it breaks that cycle and infuses hope into people and life into people. I believe conversing and something new and I don't know. I just think there there's a, there's value to that spending time and um with the with them and they're good friends and they're they're when they just I see their spirits rise up when we're with them. So, but. You know, as the scripture, as it, I was reading this, and it talked about how Simeon and Anna, well, Simeon didn't, you know, didn't depart or die until he saw baby Jesus. That's a blessing. Amen. You know, it says here, Anna and Simeon were the first to see the baby. What a blessing that was. Amen. And when Simeon saw the baby, he prophesied over him. Yeah, recorded, yeah. recorded, because there was the other people that... Yeah, so... So, uh, but Anna was in the, the, the temple day and night, fasting and praying. I'm like, wow, Lord, that's amazing. And, um, and just praising God, you know, they saw this, the baby Jesus, right? You know, when he was a baby, it's so cool. Amen. And he held them up and they knew in their spirits who he was right away, you know. And the parents were amazed, you know, at their prophecies. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And. Then, you know, uh, as we see that Jesus was growing up, he got, he took off. He was a little, I mean, I don't know how old he was here, but, but I guess he knew what he was supposed to do already so young, you know, that he wandered off to his father's house and, you know, started associating with, with the religious leaders already. So I'm thinking that, he did that and but it says all who heard him were amazed and at about his understanding and his answers so he just was full of wisdom you know it's it's funny that there's not more on jesus life as far as going to the synagogue and learning catechism or learning the uh you know moses the psalms proverbs memorizing all the all the old testament and so forth because uh, the holy spirit infused him with power to, to discuss even though he didn't have the Holy Spirit then, right? But he had God's uh, anointing. Yeah. You know, you know, he, any any human being that indulges himself in the Word of God will—that's all they'll be talking about. You know, it says the Joshua says day and night, day and night. Yeah, and and here even, you know, as he w- came back with them, and it says he was obedient with them, but. He continued to grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God. Now, how much more can we have that for ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, when we seek God and his wisdom, because the scripture says that he liberally gives us wisdom, you know, without reproach in the book of James. So, you know, that ought to be the first thing we're asking God in the morning. Lord, fill me with your wisdom for the day. You know, it's... it's you know, where do I go? What do I do? What do I say? You know, um, liberally always asking him to fill us up with that so we can continue to grow in wisdom, right? His wisdom, not our wisdom. So I like that a lot. You know, and, and you know, it's just good to easily put our names in here. Anna grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. God, only God can give you favor with all the people and give you wisdom and stature. 
you know, mm-hmm. stat, stature is you and your your work and your ministry with the people around you that you are um, in the ministry and they value your wisdom. You know, they see you as a pillar in the community uh, for helping others recover, you know. And so only God can do that for you. So I, I love that we can... We can believe that, you know. Amen. Continue to grow in wisdom. You no know, matter to Pre- the, preach it, sister. Yeah, preach it. Yeah. No matter till we, you know, go no matter when we're elderly, you know, we want that. <clears throat> we want to impart the wisdom to others. The younger generation even. You know? Amen. Praise God. So yes. anyway, I love that. We want to be ready for it. Yeah. And the recovery Bible says, uh, Anna modeled how the power of faith can bring meaning to life for people in any walks of life, especially recovery. After many years of widowhood, Anna did not allow bitterness to sit in. Instead, she found that her singleness gave her more opportunities to serve God in the temple. She overcame adversity by drawing closer closer to God through prayer and fasting. And she was given the gift of prophecy. Wow. Anna accepted God's plan for her, which included a glimpse of the Messiah she had been longing for. Decades of unwanted singleness can drive many of us to find love in the wrong places. We must trust God in the area of life as well. Amen. Yes, I I just love this reading. It's just always, it blesses my heart because... You know, Anna was a prophet, and uh, in in my years in 2008 and nine, when I started to draw even closer to the Lord, as I was going through adversity, you know, the words spoken over my life was that I had the prophetic calling in my life. And as soon as I understood that, I began tapping into what that prophetic is, and I've always been drawn to it. I just, you know, I love it. I love to hear the prophets, you know, give us insight to some of the secrets of God. I always liked that. But now, you know, it, my I use my voice to prophetically pray into situations that require uh, an influence in the spirit to change the circumstances here on the earth. <clears throat> Decreeing, <clears throat> declaring the word of God. And uh, even prophetically how God has given me dreams and they've come to pass he's shown me things so therefore anyway i just i just love that she was a prophet and i love that she you know was interceding and i love that that she overcame and and got to see jesus and and thank you lord thank you for that amen i'm gonna go ahead and read of luke uh, for march 18 it was now the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, the Roman emperor. Pontius Pilate was governor of Ju- over Judea. Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip was ruler over Eturia and Trachonistes. Lysanes was ruler over Abilene. Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests. At the time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. Then John went to a place to place to place 
on both sides of the Jordan River, preaching that God that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God for to be forgiven. Isaiah has spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. The valley will be filled and the mountains and hills made level. The curves will be straight and the rough places made smooth. And then all people will see the salvation sent from God. When the crowds came to John for baptism, he said, You brood of snakes, who warned you to flee God's coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turn to God and don't just say to each other, We're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to serve, sever. sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. The crowds asked, What shall we do? John replied, If you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even corrupt tax collectors came to be baptized and asked, Teacher, what shall we do? He replied, Collect no more taxes than the government requires. What shall we do? asked some soldier. John replied, Don't exhort money or make false accusations and be content with your pay. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will be baptized you. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the shaft from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gather the wheat into the barn, but burning the shaft will never ending fire. John used many such warnings as he announced the good news to the people. John also publicly criticized Herod Antipas the ruler of Galilee, for marrying Herodias, his brother's wife, and for many other wrongs he had done. So Herod put John in prison, adding his sins to his many others, adding this sin. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized, and he was praying the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Amen. Huh? Amen. Yes. You know, the commentary says, uh, by setting, settling upon him in the form of a dove, God, the Holy Spirit, visibly showed not only that he identified with Jesus, but that the God's power was with him. God the Father showed how pleased he was with his son, by speaking directly from heaven. If we are trusting Christ through recovery, we will experience God's heavenly power in us, his fatherly love for us, and his supreme identification with us. We too are God's dear loved children, and he loves us very much. Even though Jesus knew from his youth what his mission on earth would be, 
this son of Joseph patiently persevere as an obscure carpenter in Nazareth until the age of 30. He never rushed to accomplish his ambitions, God-given task. He modeled for us the patience and trust in God's timing that we need as we progress through recovery. As we are faithful, God will work his healing power within us over time. Amen. You know, it's really interesting that, that Jesus at 10 or 12 years old stood in the uh, temple uh, discussing uh, the principles of God with the elders. And for three days they lost him. And then it, it talks about how patient he was after that to the age of 30. He kept telling his mom, it's not my time yet. It's not my time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you go for 10 years from 20 to 30 saying it's not your time, you know, you're regarded, uh, maybe you're avoiding your calling. But, you know, he was waiting yeah. for the right time to, to, to start his ministry. Mm -hmm. And he started making the wine, you know, and it's, the scripture says, and the, and the disciples believed in him. And then he did a lot of auto. And even when he raised Lazarus from the dead, and the disciples believed in him and believed. So they, apparently they were kept falling off of belief. You know, when he did the all the miracles of, and Peter was the only one that, one of the ones, maybe there was three or four of them, maybe 10% of the apostles, that kept strong belief in the fact that he was the Messiah and all things were possible with him. Hmm. Amen. Um, one thing I want to point out is that back in Luke chapter 1, and we, and starting around... 76 it's when Zechariah <clears throat> and earlier he said <clears throat> what his name was <clears throat> um, and then his mouth was opened and um, in 76 it says and you he was prophesying but then it said um, uh, <clears throat> and you my little son will be called the prophet of the most high because you will prepare the way for the Lord. And you will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break open upon us. Okay? To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadows of death and to guide us to the path of peace. So, <clears throat> over here, over here he says... Um, which you read, um, it said, <clears throat> I, Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, he is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. So this is what John's calling was. And when he was a baby, the father reiterated that or prophesied that over him, what he was going to do. And here it's coming to pass already. Isn't that awesome? Amen. And he began to, and I was as I was reading, he began to show him what to do. It was kind of a hard, it was a, it was a very, um, what do you call it? He was telling him, here's what you must do. You must repent, be baptized, you know, um, and, you know, tax collectors, don't collect any more than what you're supposed to. And if you have shirts, give to the poor. And if you, you have extra food, give it to the hungry. Um, so he was telling them to what, you know, he's trying to tell them what, what was to come if they didn't repent, you know, that God would come in and, uh, separate the chaff, 
and anything that's not producing good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. So um, he, he came in with a hard stance as to what salvation they needed to start doing it, and people were listening to it, right? So anyway, I thought that was good stuff. Amen. Really good stuff. Um, we're going to be reading next on the March 19th on Jesus on Luke chapter 3, verses 23-38. And it talks about the genealogy of Jesus. And this is, we're going to comment on it first and then I'll go ahead and read it. Okay. Jesus' genealogy is rooted in the very beginning of the human race, showing his close identification with all humanity. Jesus' genealogy, or DNA, is sprinkled with people known for their mistakes. Judah, father Perez, through an illicit relationship with his daughter-in-law, Tamar. Salmon, father Boaz, through his marriage with Rahab, a former prostitute from Jericho. Boaz, father Obed, through his marriage with the Moabites. Ruth, David's father, Solomon, through Bathsheba, Formerly the wife of another man, Jesus is clearly one of us. No problem that we may have is foreign to him. No problem that we may have is foreign to him. By becoming flesh, God in Jesus Christ was subject to the weaknesses of humanity and even suffered death for us. Jesus truly understands the difficulties we face in life and in recovery. Amen. And the uh, that's really interesting uh, that God has uh, so much for us in store. But imagine again the Savior of the world working in a small town carpenter shop until he was 30 years old. But he patiently trusted his father's timing for his life and ministry. So that means that when he was 3 years old to 30, I mean almost 27 years of study, I mean, when he was especially studied, when he was, uh, how, how, how interesting their minds is of a teenager and bright a mind is between those ages. And he studied day and night the scriptures in the synagogue. You know, we have football, we have baseball. We, then they talked about the prophecies of Zechariah, the pro, prophecies okay, yeah. of this. They were always discussing, and the beauty of it is that God gave them love and strength and power as they discussed the, the scriptures day and night. So that's why Jesus was so amazed at people's unbelief. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they, they did not believe, you know, and, and he believed easily because he was well read. Yes, you know? exactly. So, and, that's, uh, and that's a good point you raised there because when you do take time in the Word to understand who Jesus is and who God is, you'll know you'll you're getting to know them, and what they that what what the will is for your life, you know. And your will is, you know. Jesus said, "I came to give you an abundant life, abundant life in every every area. No worry. You got peace. You know. You got finances to to pay your bills because He provides. You're healthy because He did the work at the cross. So you you know that that's what God wants for you. Your daddy wants the best for you, and um, and and you got to know that. You got to study the word and just even get in there and start reading through the gospels to encourage your faith, because there's going to come a time when you're going to need that faith, especially in the times that we're in right now. So, 
And so I just say that that's how we learn about, you know, we gain in the knowledge of Jesus, who he was, what he did, what he wants for you. It's good. You know, have a good, a good, uh, have God's perspective for your situation, not man's perspective, you know, uh, or, you know, stop listening to the negative things on the news that scare you and infuse fear into you. But if you read God's word, you would see that God says many times in the word, do not fear for I am with you, you know? So um, we've got to keep our eyes on on God's things. You know, keep your eyes, what you see, you know, and what you hear and dis- discern, you know? Well, no, God's word says this. So here's where I'm going to camp out at, you know, time of famine. Well, Jesus fed the... Israelites in the wilderness, you know. You know, amen. <clears throat> you know, I uh, just, uh, you made me realize that uh, a lot of us, we had a good night's rest and got up early and so forth, but we we, we ended up uh, reading and contemplating the scriptures instead of our usual entertainment last night. Or not usual, but, you know, we're, we're moving more that it's day and night, uh, a yeah. university here. So how can you study day and night? Well, you know, it's becoming just extremely interesting. And once the mind is turned on, you know, uh, uh, you never know when the subject's going to hit your head and you're going right. to get a revelation. Right, exactly. And that's one of the reasons I turned on the recorder when Anna starts, you know, and I can tell that, that, that she's coming up with a, it could a be, you know, a revelation of what we've been studying. Um, but the important thing is that having a heart that we are trusting God is one of the hardest things to do, to 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 trust Him for our future, to put at rest our fears and things. And Jesus, when He began His ministry, He said, "Do not fear." A lot of times He goes, "Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries." Yes. Today's trouble is enough for today. Matthew six thirty four. And I always see the other side of the coin where Jesus can easily have said, uh, I said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring its own solutions. Today's solutions are enough for today's challenges. And the solution starts with peace. Be at peace. Time out. Let's get this thing straight. You know, didn't I say, I'm going to take care of you. I love you. I'll never forsake you. I love you. Now get that into your heart yeah. and stop fretting. Yep. You know, stop fretting. I yeah. said I'm going to give it to you. I need for you to stop fretting. Right. <laughs> right. Amen. So the Lord is good as a father should be. Amen. And he encourages us as a father should, you know, letting us know that I got this. And it's, our, well, you know, one guy said it real, real nice. It says, uh, if you're fretting and you're saying this, well, what was, what was our part? Do we spend time watching uh, television and so forth, or do we spend time reading or um, uh, entertaining ourselves at least for a half hour in the scriptures? We always used to say, uh, we haven't earned it yet. I say, well, let's watch a movie. We haven't earned it yet. I don't feel right in the spirit. We haven't earned it yet. So that's what, have you earned the peace of God? Have you given the God the tools, the time that he needs? He needs, he needs, we need to turn his words in the morning and turn his words before we go For to bed. sleep. Yeah. And, and more than just 10, 15 minutes, you know. Right. 
and then to focus on prayer with compassion within a second. Just focus prayer with compassion and pray for the other ones with compassion and let it go. No, Heavenly Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you may touch that person, heal them miraculously, save them and direct them and teach them that you're their God and help them from, Lord God, they need you right now. Amen. Amen. But send out the prayer in compassion and love. And we that's what we were discussing yesterday. Build on that. Let's have a good skill that as when we pray, we feel the the lights bright in our in with our eyes closed. We sense the presence of God, and we we can get skillful at praying for in the people when two three minutes and sending out skillful prayers for others of compassion that we normally God uh, is with us and he he instructs us and inspires us, and I believe we shouldn't let that skill go dormant. You got to keep sharpening it. You know that's one of the things you and I do together is sharpen, sharpens iron. Uh, iron sharpens iron, right? Amen. To be <laughs> to be a good prayer person doesn't have to be a lot, you know. But when our words have validity as we pray for others, yes, yes. And uh, we, the Lord says, "Close the door and pray, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you." Openly. Amen. That's right. And remember, we're. God is God and he's all power, but he give us this earth so we can change the, the, the circumstances through our prayer and supplications. Co-labor with God. He's your partner. He's for you, not against you. He, he wants us to prophesy and decree and declare and, and make an impact on someone's life down here. You know, so it's, it's a good habit to have, just like brushing your teeth. You know, dialoguing with God. God, who needs the prayer today? You know, and he'll tell you, hey, this person's, he'll pop, pop that name in your head or your heart. Amen. Amen. And, if you're uh, we, thinking about a person, just spend a few minutes yeah. to pray for that person. Right. Or even say Psalm 23 for Yes, them. exactly. I started saying, like, for instance, I'm going to pray for the audience out there and you. I'm going to say, uh, the blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. No, that's not the prayer. The prayer I want to use is Psalm 103. Uh, bless the Lord. May you bless the Lord in your soul and all that is within you. May you bless his holy name. May you bless the Lord and forget none of his benefits. May the Lord heal, uh, forgive all your iniquities. May the Lord heal all your diseases. May the Lord redeem your life from destruction. May the Lord crown you with loving kindness and tender mercies. May the Lord satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. See, when I closed my eyes, I saw a little light go off. You know, those are always representative of letting go of my, my faith. You know, it's like you concentrate it and you go into the fourth dimension. So expect to receive what I said. And that prayer is in Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. And I just this morning I re- realized that I should pray it for others. Amen. I've been praying it for 10 years for myself. Right, <laughs> right. Very good. Honey, take us home now. Go ahead and... Uh... Oh. Do you have any more thing to say on that? No. Okay, we'll go ahead and pray it off. We'll make it short for today. Yeah. We needed to catch up. We're behind on our days because of our activities. 
Would you please pray and pray, pray us out and bless the people? Um, Father God, we just thank you for this time that you've allowed us to speak and, and, and minister and to um, read your word that encourages us and that has power. And it's alive today, Lord. So we thank you for the people listening, that their hearts are open and they have uh, ears to hear, eyes to see what the Spirit of God wants to do in their lives, Lord. So... Thank you, Father, for blessing everyone under the sound of the the broadcast here, the podcast, Father. And I just pray that you would just send them um, an encouraging message somehow through the through the through a friend, through a song, through a, uh, through the media, even Lord God, that we're gonna continue to believe and trust you, Lord, for all things that are possible with you, God. Nothing shall be impossible for you to help us. Whatever it is we need on earth, let it. Let the kingdom come over the people, God. Let your will be done over the people, God. And we thank you, Father, for your unfailing love, your faithfulness, your goodness. And we just thank you for being such a good daddy. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Reading March 18, 365 Daily Bible. Numbers 2652 to 2815. Here we go. Then the Lord said to Moses, Divide the land among the tribes and distribute the grants of land in proportion to the tribe's population. As indicated by the number of, of names on the list, give the larger tribes more land and the smaller tribes less land each group receiving a grant in proportion to the size of its population. You must assign the land by lot and give land to each ancestral tribe according to the number of names on the list. Each grant of land must be assigned by lot among the larger and smaller tribal groups. This is the record of the Levites who were counted according to their clans. The Gershonite clan, named after their ancestor Gershon. The Kohatite clan, named after their ancestor Kohat. The Merarite clan, after the name of the ancestor Merari. The Libnites, the Hebronites, the Malites, the Mushites, and the Korahites were all subclans of the Levites. Now, Kohat was the ancestor of Amram, and Amram's wife was named Jocheth Bed. She was also a descendant of Levi, born among the Levites in the land of Egypt. Amram and Joshebet became the parents of Aaron, Moses, and their sister Miriam. To Aaron were born Nadav, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nadav and Abihu died when they burned before the Lord the wrong kind of fire, different from that had commanded. The men from the Levite clans were, who were one month old or older numbered 23,000. But the Levites were not included in the registration of the rest of the people of Israel because they were not given an allotment of land when it was divided among the Israelites. So these are the result of the, of the re- registrations of the people of Israel as conducted by Moses and Eleazar the priests on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. 
Now, one person on this list had been among those listed in the previous registration taken by Moses and Aaron in the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said of them, they will all die in the wilderness. Not one of them survived except Caleb, son of Jephunan, and Joshua, son of Nun. One day, a petition was presented by the daughters of Zilopihad, Mahla, Noah, Hagalite, Mikah, and Tirsa. Their father, Selophehad, was a descendant of Hepper, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, son of Joseph. These women stood before Moses, Eleazar the priest, the tribal leaders, and the entire community of the entrance of the tabernacle. Our father died in the wilderness, they said. He was not among Korah's followers who rebelled against the Lord. He died because of his own sin, but he had no sons. Why should the name of our father disappear from his clan just because he had no sons? Give us property along with the rest of our relatives. So Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord replied to Moses, The claim of the daughters of Zelophehad is legitimate. You must give them a grant of land along with their father's relatives. Assign them the property that would have been given to their father. And give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If a man dies and has no son, then give his inheritance to his daughters. And if he has no daughter, either transfer his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, give his inheritance to his father's brothers. But if his father has no brothers, give his inheritance to the nearest relative in his clan. This is a legal requirement for the people of Israel, just as the Lord commanded Moses. One day the Lord said to Moses, Climb one of the mountains east of the river and look out over the land I have given the people of Israel. After you have seen it, you will die like your brother Aaron for for you both rebel against my instructions in the wilderness of Zin. When the people of Israel rebel, you fail to demonstrate my holiness to them at the waters. These are the waters of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, you are the God who gives breath to all creations, all creatures. Please appoint a new man as a leader for the community. Give them someone who will guide them wherever they go and will lead them into battle so the community of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord replied, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Present him to Eleazar, the priest, before the whole community and pub- publicly commission him to lead the people. Transfer some of your authority to him so that the whole community of Israel will obey him. When direction from the Lord is needed, Joshua will stand before Eleazar the priest, who will use the Urim, one of the sacred laws cast before the Lord, to determine his will. This is how Joshua and the rest of the community of Israel will determine everything they should do. So Moses did as the Lord commanded. He presented Joshua to Eleazar the priest, and the whole community. Moses laid his hands on him and commissioned him to lead the people just as the Lord has commanded through Israel. Through Moses, sorry. 
The Lord said to Moses, Give these instructions to the people of Israel. The offering you present as a special gift, as a pleasing aroma to me. They are my food. See to it that they are brought at the appointed times and offered according to my instructions. The Lord said to Moses, one more time, Give these instructions to the people of Israel. The offering you present as a special gift are a pleasing aroma to me. They are my food. Verse 3. Say to the people, this is the special gift you must present to the Lord as your daily burnt offering. You must offer two one-year-old male lambs with no defects. Sacrifice one lamb in the morning and the other in the evening. With each lamb, you must offer a grain offering of two quarts of choice flour mixed with one quart of pure olive oil pressed. This is the regular burnt offering instituted at the Mount Sinai as a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Along with it, you must present the proper liquid offerings of one quart of alcoholic drink with each lamb poured out in the holy place as an offering to the Lord. Offer the second lamb in the evening with the same grain offering and liquid offering. It too is a special gift, pleasing aroma to the Lord. On the Sabbath day, sacrifice two one-year-old male lambs with no defects. They must be accompanied by a grain offering of four quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil and a liquid offering. This is the burnt offering to be presented each Sabbath day in addition to the regular burnt offerings and its accompanying liquid offering. On the first day of each month, present an extra burnt offering to the Lord of two young bulls, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. There must be accompanied by grain offering of choice flour moistened with olive oil. Six quarts with each bull, four quarts with the ram, and two quarts with each lamb. This burnt offering will be a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. You must also present a liquid offering with each sacrifice. Two quarts of wine for each bull, a third of a gallon for the ram, and one quart for each lamb. Present this monthly burnt offering on the first day of each month throughout the year. On the first day of each month, you must also offer one male goat for a sin offering to the Lord. This is in addition to the regular burnt offerings and its accompanying liquid offerings. Amen. Let's see what the Bible entails as far as the study says. It says, 38 years had elapsed since the first great census. During that time, every Israelite man and woman over 20 years old had died except for Caleb, Joshua, and Moses. And yet God's law and the spiritual character of the nation were still intact. Numbers record some dramatic miracles the people saw. The ground opened up and swallowed Dathan and Abiram. They saw fire from the Lord consume 250 men. They saw Aaron's staff sprout blossoms and, and ripe almonds. But all the while, God was working another quieter miracle. A whole nation moved from one land to another, saw its entire adult population die off, and yet managed to maintain its spiritual direction. 
Sometimes it may feel as if God isn't working dramatic miracles in our lives, but God often works in quiet ways and brings about his long-range purposes. I heard a quote saying that truth is quiet and lies are loud. Lying is loud and truth is quiet. Makes sense to me, don't it? All right, let's go see what Numbers 26 entails. Numbers 26, 52. The census in chapter 1 was the primary for organizational purposes. The second census was intended to prepare Israel for the conquest of the promised land and the latter division of property. The decrease in numbers from the census taken 40 years earlier were due primary to the judgment suffered by Israel in the wilderness. As in a parallel text in Genesis 46.10 and Exodus 6.15, Hebrews reads, Sarahite, Sarah, Amen. That's the names, different in names, but that's okay. All right. Thank you very much. We're going to go read now for March 19th, Numbers 2816 to 2940. On the 14th day of the first month, you, you, the people of Israel, must celebrate the Lord's Passover. On the following day, the 15th day of the month, a joyous seven-day festival will begin, but no bread made with yeast may be eaten. The first day of the festival will be an official day for holy assembly, and no ordinary work may be done on that day. As a special gift, you must present a burnt offering to the Lord. Two young bulls, one ram, In a special gift, you must present a burnt offering to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. These will be accompanied by grain offerings of choice flour, moistened with olive oil, six quarts with each bull, four quarts with the ram, and two quarts with each of these seven lambs. You must also offer a male goat as a sin offering to purify yourself and make yourself right with the Lord. Present these offerings in addition to your regular morning burnt offerings, one each of the seven days of the festival. This is how you are to prepare the food offering that is presented as a special gift, a must, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. These will be offered in addition to the regular burnt offerings and liquid offerings. The seventh day of the festival will be another official day for holy assembly, and no ordinary work may be done on that day. On that, on the festival of harvest, when you present the first of your new grain to the Lord, you must call an official day for holy assembly, and you may do no ordinary work on that day. Present a special offering on that day as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It will consist of two young bulls, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs. They will be accompanied with olive oil, six quarts each bull, four quarts with each of the ram, and two quarts with each of the seven lambs. 
Also offered one male goat to purify yourself and make yourself right with the Lord. Prepare these special burnt offerings along with their liquid offerings in addiction to the regular burnt offerings and in its accompanying grain offering to be sure that all the animals you sacrifice have no defects. <laughs> Celebrate the festival of trumpets each year on the first day of the appointed month. In early autumn, you must call an official day for holy assembly, and you must. You may do no ordinary work on that day. You must present a burnt offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It will consist of one young bull, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. There must be accompanied by grain offering a choice flour, moistened with olive oil, six quarts, with the bull, four quarts, with the ram, and two quarts with each of the seven lambs. In addition, you must sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering to purify yourself and make yourself like uh, make and make yourself right with the Lord. These special off sacrifices are in addition to your regular monthly and daily burnt offerings, and they must be given with their prescription grains. Offering the liquid offering. These offerings are given as a special gift to the Lord, a pleasing aroma. Ten days later, on the tenth day of the same month, you must call another holy assembly on, the, on that day, the Day of Atonement. The people must go without food and must do no ordinary work. You must present yourself. You must present a burnt offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It will resist. It will consist of one young bull, one ram, and seven-year-old males, all with new defects. These offerings must be accompanied by the prescription grain offering of choice flour moistened with olive oil, six cores of choice moistened with olive oil. Six With olive oil, six quarts of the choice flour with the bull, four quarts of choice flour with the ram, and two quarts of choice flour with each of the seven lambs. You must also sacrifice one male goat for a sin offering. This is in addition to the sin offering of atonement and the regular daily burnt offerings with the grain offerings and their company liquid offerings. Boy, I'm sure glad I wasn't a Levite back then. Thank you, God. Five days later, on the 15th day of the same month, you must call another holy assembly of all the people, and you may no, do no ordinary work on that day. It is the beginning of the Festival of Shelters, a seven-day festival of the Lord. On the first day of the festival, you must present a burnt offering as a special city gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It will consider... Of 13 young bulls, two rams, and 14 one year old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings must be accompanied by a grain offering and mustard. Each of these offerings may be accompanied by a grain offering of choice. Flour moisture with olive oil, six quarts for each of the 13 bulls. 
four cores for each of the 20 rams and four gold. You must also sacrifice a male goat, a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offerings, with his accompanying grain offering and liquid offerings. 